Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another weekly Ulistic training here. And uh, I'm well, actually going to go to webinar, but uh, today we're going to be talking about Fortinet and all the things that uh, you can do with Fortinet from a you know a partnership perspective. And uh, you know, I have three great uh, partners on today. Um, we have Joe Young with GDS in Boston area, uh, Ernie Sherman from Fuel Networks up in Ottawa, Canada, and Adam Fadley from Discovery IT out in Beaumont, Texas. Gentlemen, good afternoon, uh, welcome. And uh, Joe, why don't you start off first uh, by doing a quick introduction of you and GDS. Sure, uh, thanks Stuart, thanks for inviting me. Um, Joe Young, CEO of Global Data Systems. We're in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, we've been around since 91, uh, managed services predominantly. And uh, we, we have a healthcare centric focus um, and uh, in terms of our relationship with uh, Fortinet, we've been working with them since 2004. So we've uh, we go way back with those guys. Great. And uh, Adam, I'll let you uh, go next. Uh, tell us a little about uh, Discovery IT and your uh, maybe where you, how you got started working with the the group at Fortinet. Sure. Uh, my name's Adam Fadley. I'm the president and owner of Discovery Information Technologies out of Beaumont, Texas. That's right outside of Houston. For those of you who don't know where Beaumont is. Uh, we uh, started business in uh, 1988, so I've been doing this uh, over 30 years. Uh, obviously, at that time, we were a break-fix shop and uh, transitioned to managed services probably about a dozen years ago in earnest. Uh, we uh, got introduced to uh, Fortinet through a small acquisition we made of another company, uh, I say very small, a uh, few-man company, and they were running FortiGates, and, and that was our initial introduction to FortiGate. Welcome. So thanks for taking some time with Adam to join us. And Ernie Sherman, my good friend Ernie from Ottawa, uh, give us the uh, intro on Fueled. And uh, I know you have a very interesting story of uh, how you got involved with Ford in that. I do. I do. So thanks for having me. So uh, Ernie Sherman, so I'm sort of the chief babysitter and check writer, it seems, um, with Fueled Networks up in Ottawa, Canada. So we've been around since oh, 19, I think 92 now, if I if I'm correct, we're just a small solution provider up here in Canada, and we really focus on security, uh, cloud migrations, like that serverless sort of office piece, and the uh, managed services. So, in our introduction to uh, our introduction to Fortinet was really through uh, sort of a uh, offboarding from SonicWall, which I'm sure we can get into later. But that's really how that came about, and that was about four. I guess that's about four or five years ago. Yeah, because that's how we got to know each other was actually sitting next to each other peak performance about 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah, I think it was 2002 or so, yeah. It was a while ago. Anyway, yeah. so Joe, Adam, have you, were you guys working with any other firewall vendors before Fortinet or did you guys get into cleaned in the in the Fortinet from day one? Uh, yeah, we uh, at GDS worked with uh, WatchGuard for a while and uh, we work with some um, firewalls that are... Uh, not not around anymore. They're more software based and uh, uh, more packet inspection type firewalls. So uh, yeah, we worked with a with a handful of them before we settled on Fortinet. How about you, Adam? Yeah, from from our perspective, yeah, similar story. Uh, worked with kind of a, a few different products early on, mainly Cisco uh, PICs and ASAs. But uh, you know that's a ports and protocols firewall at that time, I'm talking about probably a good dozen, maybe, you know, 14 years ago. 
Uh, and like I said, we got introduced to Fortinet uh, through an acquisition that we made, and we, we adopted the clients that uh, had those Fortinet products, so uh, we were forced to kind of become involved with them, but really liked what we saw and uh, how advanced that product was over what we were, were doing you know, at that time. So that's, that's basically how, the, how that transition happened. So for anyone on the call this afternoon, we do have the questions and I have the chat window open here on GoToWebinar. So feel free to you know, ask your questions. We'll relay them on to the guys here. So let me, let me start off this way. Um, Joe, maybe I'll kick it over to you first because you and I have done some different uh, campaigns around Fortinet and we've done some SEO on Fortinet. Is is the you know are people asking you for a Fortinet solution or are they just saying hey Joe I just need a you know I need a cybersecurity solution and that's and you lead with Fortinet? Well, I'm going to answer that two ways um, because depending on uh, where the opportunity is coming from. Uh, so if it's a managed services opportunity, we're just uh, Fortinet is just part of the solution. Um, we don't have to uh, sell it because it's. I mean, they're known, their reputation is, uh, you know, they're, they're a top security company out there nowadays. So you don't have to sell the name. So that's when it's a managed service, it's just part of our, our solution. Uh, when we're doing campaigns, uh, like with the stuff we're doing with you, Stuart, um, there, there might be a sell. There might be, uh, you know, times where we're talking to someone about uh, Fortinet versus you know, Cisco, for example, or, or someone like that. But um, it really depends on you know where the opportunity is coming from. How about you guys, Adam? Do you guys are are people coming to you and saying um, you know we're looking for a Fortinet solution, or is that just kind of bundled into your package now? Yeah, you know, honestly, as with other vendors, we get very few you know leads coming to us for specific for that vendor. So the majority uh, of our customers, whether they're managed services or still TNM, and we still have some of those. Uh, you know, they're small, medium business customers, so they look at us for solutions, and uh, our, our uh, lead solution on, you know, UTM firewall is Fortinet. We, we lead with that. Uh, the only time we sell something else would typically be uh, really a Cisco, uh, you know, ASA or Firepower product, only because, you know, that customer... I call it bleeding teal green because that is, I guess, Cisco's color. Uh, we don't, you know, we won't swim against the stream. If they've already, if they're already a Cisco shop and they've already got a lot of Cisco solutions, uh, you know, we may talk to them about Fortinet. But uh, again, I don't want to swim against the stream. But but the majority of our customers ask us to recommend a solution. And as Joe said, I mean, we our philosophy here on uh, you know managed services customers is we provide a uniform technology stack to every single one of our managed services customers. If we if we bring someone on board that has a different solution, like you know, and let, maybe they have a sonic wall, we will wait typically for that to time out on their uh, subscription, and we'll convert them over to a Fortinet. I just, it's a lot more efficient to support one really good platform than trying to support you know three or four different firewall and AV vendors, et cetera. So, so that's kind of the way we come to it. So that's a good segue into a question for Ernie about that that uh, transition that he made a few years ago from SonicWall to Fortinet. Ernie, what was the driving uh, factor behind that? What made you you know wake up and say you know I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my you know ten year or longer relationship with SonicWall? What 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 drove that? I mean, it was a pretty simple, probably the same story most people have. I mean, SonicWall once they got bought out by Dell. 
had some challenges. I mean, there was a number of things. You know, you had their inside reps calling calling directly into your clients, trying to uh, trying to uh, sell the subscription services or doing an upgrade on their firewalls. We had uh, challenges with R and D. So, I mean, they moved their uh, support out of out of country and. So, I mean, that's all those pieces that came together, the, the fact that most of their key people were dropping off, and I'm not going to guess just by listening to Joe and Adam that, you know, relationships are a big part of this, right? So, so the ability to have a relationship with somebody within, whether it's Sonic, well, it doesn't matter what vendor it is, but having that key relationship that's there that will support you and uh, be your advocate needs to be there. We were just losing people left, right, and center. So we didn't know who to call at that point. So, so that's basically how that all started. Fortinet had been after us for a while because we were pretty significant in uh, SonicWall in uh, Eastern Canada. So they were always sort of courting us. And as you know, you know, you start losing relationships and somebody else is there to hold your hand, you, you, uh, you move over. But I mean, it was, a, it was an interesting transition because Fortinet came in and they were very supportive of what we were doing and and how to how to move us there. They were they were there ready and willing to help us in the uh, trading aspect and getting our guys onboarded and sort of showing us you know what we're used to from a SonicWall perspective, what that would mean from a Fortinet perspective, where the uh, where the changes were and how how they differed um, in a, in a lot of their products. So so it was a, it was an interesting transition, a transition that I'm really glad we made. So so. Let's. I'm gonna keep it with you for a second, Ernie, because I think there's yeah. some, a deep, deeper question to go in here. Um, how did you know? I mean, obviously, I get the relationship and those, and they were trying to, uh, you know, win that over. But explain to me your vetting process. What did What did you guys do to make sure that Fortinet was the right solution, maybe technically? So, so great question. I mean, we had. I mean, we probably danced with them for about a year, going through demos and and uh, and testing out equipment, whether it was putting it up in our data center uh, internally here, um, you know, appending some of their other uh, uh, peripheral products to it to make sure that it worked. Then, uh, then it was just really research and getting the guys buying. I mean, typically we wait for the IT, like you know, the service team, to sort of give the thumbs up on that one. So that took about a year, I guess. So, you know, that, you know, basically, I mean, the way they were listed in the, uh, the, the Gardner Quadrant and, you know, from, a, um, you know, leader nine years with the, uh, within that quadrant, uh, I believe they were also in the uh, wired and visionary side of it as well. So, I mean, it was, it was a, like I say, it was getting comfortable with the product, which they led us through. Uh, they were probably in once. You know, at the beginning, they were probably in once every two weeks to uh, to do ongoing training with us, and then that turned into once a month, and then uh, then we started doing sales with them over the course of the year. Sounds great. So, Joe, maybe over over to you now, because I know you do a lot of work in the uh, in the healthcare space um, from a from a HIPAA compliance and and just regular regulatory uh, compliance standards with U.S. healthcare. Where does Fortinet fit into that? Um, I'm, I'm going to assume since you're offering it, they meet uh, all the requirements uh, for HIPAA and all the other compliance standards. Yeah, they 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 fit fine for from a compliance standpoint. Um, they, you know, compliance is kind of a uh, I don't want to say vague, but it, it can mean different things to different people. Um, 
And but but what Fortinet provides us with is knowing that we don't have to worry that um, you know uh, some aspect of their technology doesn't uh, doesn't fit for that for that industry. So um, no, it's been there, there's never there's never been an issue in terms of uh, security or compliance uh, when we're when we're uh, suggesting to a practice that they go with Fortinet. And and Adam, you know, from a from a technical perspective, um, what how you know how does that fit into your overall technical stack? You know, when it comes to your cybersecurity offering, uh, I imagine since you're doing it and you're also working and working with other vendors, I think the Fortinet, if I hear you correctly, the Fortinet fits perfectly into that into your cybersecurity stack. Yeah, well, you know, my background is actually in engineering, so standardization is is like I said before, is a big part of what we try to do. And uh, so when we go out and offer a security stack or a managed services, you know, offering, it's going to have a standardized stack. And, you know, there is a vetting process, I think, you know, what Ernie referred to. Our typical vetting process is similar to what Ernie said. We would go through and, and you know, read as much industry uh, information about the various products that are out there that we can. We test the products, demo the products, you know, and try to pick what we, what we call best of breed. That doesn't necessarily mean the most expensive. It just means the best product out there for, you know, I guess a reasonable cost. And, you know, but, but with the Fortinet, it's kind of, we, we came to that uh, decision through the back door. Like I said, we had acquired a company that was using them. And, and at that time, uh, it, it was our intent really not to standardize on the Fortinet. It's just what we adopted from the acquisition of that company. But, but like I said, as, as the engineers, our engineers started working with the product, and, and talking to me about it, uh, you know, they expressed, uh, you know, their how they were impressed with the product. And so then I did some betting and say, well, look, if we're going to stick with this, we need to make sure that it's something that that is, that is a top tier product. And as I started doing the research, it it, it it was it was checking all the boxes. And so that's kind of how we came to it. And and then how we you know incorporate that, we standardize on our technology stack, whether it's like I said, managed services or managed security services it's going to be a four to gate box in that environment if they're going to be under that program. We've got multiple engineers uh, trained on, you know, the Fortinet uh, interface and being able to configure and, and administer and manage it. Uh, even my frontline, you know, tier one help desk guy knows how to whitelist in a Fortinet because he gets a lot of those types of calls. So. Excellent. Yeah, we actually got a question coming in from one of our high performance club members, Nick out in Vancouver. Uh, and so Nick met, uh, says we moved away from Sonicall about five or six years ago for the same reasons that Ernie mentioned. They went to Cisco Meraki mostly due to cloud availability and, and some unique features there. His question, and I'll maybe I'll flip it over to you first, Ernie, is how, how does Fortinet compete when it comes to cloud management uh, of all the other you know firewalls out there? You know where did they where did they fit? In? I know they got a pretty good management platform, correct? They do. So, and maybe, you know, Joe and Adam can jump in on this. I mean, I think they're a little slow to the uh, to the podium on this one. So it's only been the last couple of years that they've really had a, what I'll say, a, a fluid or agile uh, cloud piece. But, you know, there's a number of ways they can do it, right? You can, you can, uh, you can configure things through the cloud or you can configure it, you know, at the FortiGate. And uh, so... I, I don't, I'm not too. The, the hard part for me is I'm not too familiar with Meraki, so I can't I can't really uh, make any alignment there whatsoever. But 
I mean, they were slow to get to the gate as far as I was concerned, but as soon as they got there, it's been, it's been very fluid and, uh, and agile. Well, since, uh, since Adam mentioned Cisco, maybe, uh, Adam, you know, can you answer that question about the Meraki Fortinet uh, comparison? Yeah, and, and I have to be careful here. We're also a Cisco partner, and I respect them, you know, as much as I do uh, Fortinet, but from different, you know, technology perspectives. But, yeah, we've done a lot of Meraki wireless deployment uh, and, and the security associated with that. But, again, as with uh, Ernie, I have to be honest, we haven't done a lot of Meraki security deployments uh, because, again, we lead with Fortinet, you know, on the uh, UTM next-gen firewall side of it. I can say on the management side, uh, and I will agree with Ernie, I think Fortinet was a little slow to get the cloud-based management piece there. But to be honest, we utilize the uh, on-prem Fortinet Manager product, have utilized that for probably, I don't know, seven, eight years. And uh, we have our own data centers. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an old school guy. I mean, I, I think the cloud's great for a lot of things. But when you've already got the resources and you've got your, you know, handle on the cost, I, you know, I prefer to have it in house. I know Stuart, you've seen our data center. We're redundant on everything, and you know, I've never had an outage that that actually brought equipment down in our data center or brought services down where we've seen multiple outages on a lot of cloud-based services over that time. So, so we use Fortinet Manager to, to to do general management of the product. Uh, that's that's kind of our key resource, which is an on-prem piece. And Joe, anything you want to add on to uh, what Adam or um, or Ernie have, have talked about already? No, I think uh, I think I think Adam was spot on. Um, we we also work with uh, different vendors than Fortinet on the cloud space, um, and we're we're actually not using the Fortinet manager on the uh, management piece. We we do manage other technologies other than Fortinet when when a customer has a significant. Uh, I guess you would say on-prem deployment of you know competing technologies. So Fortinet Manager didn't quite fit for us, but um, yeah, I, I would have to agree that that they were probably a little late, and so there's probably other technologies out there that are maybe a little bit more mature at this point. So let's switch gears and kind of go to the sales and marketing side. Um, John, while you, you you got the mic, I'll I'll keep it with you here. Um, how is what recommendations can you make? to an MSP out there that wants to get started with uh, a relationship with Fortinet, you know, how, you know, how are they to deal with on the man or the, the sales and marketing side when it comes to the relationship? I think they're pretty good. You know, they're, they're the 800 pound gorilla now. Um, and, and while they have that, uh, you know, the, the financial wherewithal to do a lot of things, um, you still have the local presence. So in New England, I can get an SE for whatever market and whatever technology that we're that we're going after. In my case, it's typically healthcare. Although, as you know, Stuart, we do some uh, state and local government uh, business as well too. So we can find, you know, we can get to the right person here locally, and they'll help us right through the sale um, with, uh, you know, SE support, uh, configuration support. And so, um, you know, the pre-sale stuff's excellent. On, on the marketing side, um, we've, we've done some great, you know, some pretty interesting events with them. Uh, they have the Forda Express, which is their 18-wheeler with a, I don't know, 90-foot trailer behind it that, ha that has all their technologies in it. And 
you know, we were able to bring that here into Boston and uh, bring prospects and customers through it. And then, you know, had a nice uh, outing at uh, the Harpoon Brewery here in Boston. So uh, they've done some really cool things. And, you know, we're, I, I won't sit here and tell you, I think maybe Adam said it earlier that, you know, we don't get a lot of leads from them. Um, that's why we're with Ulistic. But um, no, we, other than that, everything's been real strong and we're really happy with the support we receive. And I know this is a few years old now, Joe, since we, since we launched the uh, Fortinet campaigns, but you did, uh, you did get a nice size. Uh, I, I would say it wasn't really a managed services deal. It was more like a managed firewall deal from uh, somebody in Massachusetts or New England who was actually, actually there for Fortinet support. Actually, they're national. Um, so we got a, yeah, I mean, it was, I think it was like the first two weeks that we started doing the campaign with you guys. We had, uh, we, we were presented with an opportunity that was uh, managing, I think it was around 50 or 60 Fortinet firewalls. And, um, you know, we, we won the business and boy, it was a great way to start, uh, you know, start the campaign, start the relationship. So yeah, absolutely. That was great. So Adam, how about you guys in the South Central region? How how are how are you finding dealing with them from a marketing and 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 sales uh, perspective? And you know we're we're relatively new in our relationship, so uh, just wondering what your experience has been like so far with the uh, Fortinet yeah, well, people. Thing, yeah, the first thing I'm going to say, uh, Stuart, is I need you to recycle that campaign you did for Joe. I need you to recycle that for us. Okay. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> so, no, that being said, uh, you know, I will say, uh, and this is with any vendor, and I think Joe's lucky in a sense that he's in a primary market, so he probably has a Fortinet office there in, in Boston or in that area that, uh, so geographically, it's, it's, you know, the logistics are a lot easier. But we're in a secondary market. I mean, we're we're about a hundred miles from Houston, and the, and the local Fortinet office is in Houston. But uh, but we still get a lot of uh, involvement with the Fortinet team. I mean, I know all of them personally. They've all come down here and you know met with us, brought us to lunch. Uh, we've done uh, you know uh, campaigns and 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 uh, lunch and learns with them. So. We, you know, I can say compared to other vendors, sometimes I can't even get another vendor's rep to drive the, you know, 90 or 100 miles to come see us. You know, so from that perspective, Fortinet has really, you know, gone above and beyond in terms of the uh, rep and SE presence, especially, you know, for being in a, in a secondary market like we are. And Ernie, how about you guys up in Canada? How are you guys finding the uh, the relationship with the, the Canadian part of Fortinet? Yeah, well, I mean, we're lucky we're in Ottawa. I mean, their TAC is here, so that's uh, that helps us out. So that means there's a lot of affordable resources here as well. So, so yeah, from our perspective, I mean, I, I don't know if they're a great marketing machine, and I think everybody agreed to that. So they're they're a little bit different than everybody else, but they are always there to help you out from a from a uh, pre-sales, post-sales. I mean, we can get sales engineers all day long if we need need anything from them so and get them to support us if you go out onto a client site so that's that's always a very big positive as opposed to marketing where it's but just a little bit i'm not going to say difficult but it's you have to work a little bit harder to get any kind of marketing material and other items out of them so but again we're, we're lucky we're in ottawa so we have access to resources all the time uh we've never called them up and had a problem with uh not getting somebody and they've been really good at the relationship. I mean, they're they're 
they're in this office you know, pretty regularly over the course of the month just to see what's going on and see if they can help with anything or talk about new opportunities or any new technology that they're bringing out. So, so I say they're probably one of our best, well, they are one of our best partners from that perspective. And, and how about, what's the, how, how's the MDF process though? Are they pretty open with uh, giving you guys marketing dollars to, you know, to support your, your marketing campaigns that you want to do? Yeah, so I mean, we have to sort of walk them through that process. So it's not like they're they're coming out to us and saying, "This we want to do this campaign." You know, if you think about SonicWall and some of the things that they did, they were continually sort of uh, embracing that and trying to get you to uh, to run some campaigns. So, but if you do bring something to Fortinet, they are totally open minded. I mean, we used again the Fortinet Express is really that is a great experience. I forget who said I think it was Joe, but I mean, we had them here twice and we we significantly changed some of our client relationships just based on that so we did a uh, two private events in there and we came out you know winning off of that one from uh security systems to just upgrading some of their uh, current um, sort of uh, uh, security posture at client sites just based on some of the products that were there uh, i have i have yet to see this ford express so now i got it now i'm intrigued it is- it is unbelievable. Well, I think it's in Europe and uh, Australia right now, so so you're not going to see them. Yeah, they'll, they'll eventually cool. they'll eventually come to Florida. So we'll get well one of these days they'll come here. Um, let's let's kind of shift gears away from Fortinet just for a second because I think you know it's very important since we're talking about uh, you know vendor and partner relationship relations. That's, that's something that's always been near and dear to uh, to my heart, especially going back to my managed service days. Um, you know. Adam, what, what advice can you give to a managed service provider who is just starting out and, you know, and wants to build strategic relationships with their vendor partners? Is there any tips or advice that you can share? You know, honestly, and I, I think this was alluded to earlier, you know, it's very important. It, it, it's turned out over the years, very important to develop a, a personal one-on-one relationship with the, the various SEs, and especially if you can get involved with the channel managers, I think that's a really good relationship to have. Uh, one of the things also that's kind of near and dear to my heart uh, in, in this business is uh, a deal registration program, a protected pricing deal registration program. Uh, you know, the worst thing in the world is to go talk to a customer about a product they've never heard of before, but you've convinced them that this is what they need to go to go with. And you know, by the time you get the quote put together, uh, you know, someone, and I don't mind throwing these people under the bus, someone like CDW has pulled the rug out from under you and you know, taken the deal because they have better pricing. I mean, Coordinate's got a really good uh, deal registration program. Uh, like any deal reg program, you gotta get in there early and often you know, and, and put those deals in there and, and get them registered. But, uh, and I may be wrong in the exact numbers, but I believe that uh, on a deal reg uh, opportunity, you're like at 45% off list. And I don't even think the, I mean, we're a gold partner. I think there's like platinum above that, but you know, the, I think the platinum's only at 40 if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, you know, it gives you a five point advantage on anybody. So I mean, that's, that's kind of my basic advice, you know, the, 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 the relationships and, uh, and then, and then, and again, the deal registration and, and opportunity protection programs. So it sounds like Adam, there's some pretty good margins still to be made in, in uh, being a Fortinet partner. 
there, there really is, and I'll tell you, you know, really uh, the truth about it all is the initial sales, you know, you can get a good margin. It depends on how competitive, you know, the customer's, you know, getting with you. But to be honest with you, the real money in one of these solutions is in the ongoing uh, maintenance and uh, subscription uh, programs. You know, you, you don't just sell this firewall and walk away. Uh, we we do six figures of Fortinet renewals every single year. So, you know, multiple six figures. So that's, you know, and there's there's good margin in those renewals because those are a lot harder to shop from a customer perspective. Uh, and we typically don't discount those renewals a lot. So, you know, there's a, it's really a recurring revenue stream. I, you know, a lot of people say, the, oh, the only thing that's recurring revenue is your services, managed services. No, I don't think that's true. I think that a lot of these uh, maintenance and, and support uh, subscription agreements with a lot of these, you know, vendors, whether it be software or hardware, that, that to me is recurring revenue because those, they pretty much renew every single year guaranteed because if they don't renew them, they've got to switch platforms. They've got to go to something else if they don't renew that. It's a requirement to have that. Otherwise, you don't get the subscriptions for the security vulnerabilities. And it also includes, you know, hardware maintenance. But, you know, to me, that's a big recurring revenue. And one other thing I want to say about that is, you know, in, in our organization, I mean, we use ConnectWise as our, you know, management, you know, business management program uh, or, or software. And, it's got a renewals reminder system built into it, and we have our purchasing receiving girl. Everything that comes in, she enters those serial numbers into that system and the date it was purchased, and every salesperson gets reminders on when those renewals are coming up. So we're running them in the 95-plus percent on our renewal rate for Fortinet products. So some really good tips there, Adam. Thanks for sharing that. You know, and I, I totally forgot about the – importance of those renewals and those programs because back in my day with the sonic wall we used to make uh, we used to charge two or three times the cost as part of the uh, renewal cost for their uh, gateway antivirus and whatever they had back in those days and did and i did the same on on dell server renewals and you know switch we used to resell the renewals on the warranty coverage for up to five years at two or three times the cost so there are there are some significant revenues to be made in the subscription services. Joe, what about you? What what tips can you share with, uh, you know, your uh, many years of experience in this MSP space uh, on, uh, you know, with, you know, Fortinet related or not, but just by dealing with, uh, you know, dealing with a, a, a vendor like, or, or, or a partner like, like Fortinet? Yeah, um, I, I agree with, uh, you know, everything Adam just said, but if I could go even a, maybe a step before that, I would, um, I would tell an MSP or someone who just wanted to start out as an MSP to know your market. Um, and, you know, everybody seems to say the same thing. We all say the same thing. We all, we all service the small and medium sized businesses, but what does that really mean? You know, um, our company changed as you're well aware, Stuart, when we said, you know, we are going after the healthcare market. It's a, uh, we're entrenched in there and we're gonna we're gonna get aggressive in terms of what we're doing and how we're marketing. So that made a, a significant difference in our business. I would say to anybody starting out, know that first, know who you're gonna go after and then find technologies that fit that market. Um, I know I've made mistakes falling in love with technology and trying to, I guess you'd say, put a square peg in a round circle and it, it, it didn't work out. And, you know, we would have to pivot and find an alternative technology. 
once you find those technologies, everything Adam just said is 100% true. Um, and Fortinet does a great job with with all of that stuff from deal protection, um, uh, protecting our margins, and and even the reoccurring stuff with the uh, subscriptions. To totally agree there. So, but you know, like I said, my tip would be really know your market and find the technologies that that fit that market. And Ernie, I know you and I go back uh, many many. <laughs> But what uh, you know, and many, and we learned the same mistakes and learned from the you know the same things we did back in our days at Tech Select and HTG and all that. But you know, what insights can you share with those uh, you know either brand new MSPs or those that are just kind of you know getting started and realizing you know the potential of dealing with some great partners? Sure. So I mean, the one thing I do, and we all talk about relationships. I, I really focus. And I think this is probably where I. I think I stand it with our partners anyways, is just develop a deep relationship. So, you know, that means, you know, maybe every once in a while you bring them to lunch. You know, you sort of bring them into everything. So I, I meet with uh, Amber, who's our guy. I try to meet with them like once a month and just grab them for coffee, grab them for lunch or whatever. And, and uh, my expectation isn't that he's always going to pay for it. He comes to our Christmas party. Uh, so a couple of the SEs that were really close to us. So I think when I talk about that, so back to just develop a deep relationship. Because the more, the deeper you get, the, the more they're gonna, you're going to be front of mind. And if you're front of mind, they do have opportunities that are coming in. So they'll pass those over to you. The other thing that I think is really uh, significant um, in my mind is just make sure you get your guys certified, your salespeople certified, your uh, your technicians certified, show a real enthusiasm to get them certified to the levels that they're looking for. And, uh, you know, show up at their events, you know, make sure you show up at their, uh, their conferences as well. So I think those are all really good indicators that you have got some skin in the game and are really there to support their product or their where they're at. So, um, that's probably, I, I'm still a big believer in that whole relationship piece. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's, that's where I go with that one. And then as for, you know, other pieces, I mean, I was, I was talking about the, um, subscription services and stuff like that and how to, how to get merged. I mean, I mean, we sell, if we sell a box, we're going to sell a gate with, with five years subscription at the full enterprise. We're going to also include in that one SKU, what's going to be, you know, also the installation. So, you know, almost where there's confusion, there's margin, right? So, so maintaining that. Yeah, and you know, the one thing that I learned from uh, Arlen Sorensen about vendor relationships is at the other end of that telephone or or whatever, there's a real live human being with the issues and you know challenges themselves, and uh, they have good days and bad days too. So you know, that's I think that's what helped me through my MSP days was. You know, you know, I did it with Microsoft and Sonicwell back in the day and Dell back in the day. When Dell, when the channel was beating up on Dell, you know, we were the big flag wavers. And Ern, I know you and I butted heads a lot on that back in the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, it helped it helped us growing our company. So I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the thing about it. Joe, I have if one. Think about, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if you think about uh, the relationship we had with uh, Sonicwell, though. I mean, you were showing up at the uh, at the conferences. We knew mm -hmm. all the people that were in Canada. We were there yep. and present, right, at those things. We, you know, our team were always certified. And listen, I mean, it's it's Canada, right? So we're small potatoes compared to everybody else, and uh, and we still got recognition, and we were, you know, we still made something out of that Sonic Wall 
Oh, I even went down. I even went down. I even went down and visited with Hung in the at the office. So, so, so again, back to that deep relationship. Yep. So I do have a very, very serious question for Joe Young, though, because uh, Joe, I don't know if you could see the screen that I'm sharing right now, but do you look like that today? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe yeah, not so much. Joe, Joe's got a nice uh, biker beard going on. Last time I saw him, so. <laughs> He's not, Thanks, as clean, not, as, not as clean shaven as he is in that picture. Gentlemen, last time around, and uh, we'll, I'll let you get on with your day. Uh, Joe, any last-minute tips, tricks, anything that you haven't had a chance to to talk about or anything you want to mention about your, either, hey, your experiences at MSP or uh, or your relationship with Fortinet in general? Um, you know, I, I yeah, there, there's one, one other uh, – echo what Ernie was saying about the relationship um, – we recently had an issue with, uh, it wasn't a, a firewall, it was a Fortinet product, I won't get into the details. And long story short is that um, it, didn't, it didn't work uh, where they thought it would work and where they said it would work. And um, you know, we, we tried and tried, worked with their TAC team and it, it literally just wouldn't work. And um, you know, it was a, a fairly, complex project and whatnot in any event they were they were great they not only supported us through that whole process and they you know they fell on the sword so to speak they they took the blame if you will and they completely you know to the customer said you know we're we'll take the product back there's you know not going to be any cost to you mr customer and you know they even went so far as the um subtly uh, you know point them in some different directions so uh, they're 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 a class act. They they really take care of us, the, their partners, and and by extension our customers. So, um, you know, their their customer service and their um, the, the relationships we've built here with the, you know, the, the the territory managers and the SEs and whatnot. It's been it's been a good deal. So I would you know I'd be a strong advocate for anybody to who's considering moving vendors or, or want a new security vendor to, to strongly take a look at Fortinet. Uh, and good, good, uh, good closing comment, Joe. I really th I think that's crucial that, you know, not every solution is going to fit properly. And if it does, if it doesn't, you know, that's a sign of a truly great company is when they're able to say, you know what, hey, eh, not going to work the way we wanted it. So we're going to take it back. No worries about you. And, you know, here's, here's maybe another solution that's going to work uh, better for you. And that could be with a competing product. So, Kudos to kudos to them for them. Adam, any uh, any last minute uh, comments or anything that we've missed that you want to uh, bring up? Well, you know, it sounds like Joe and I have had uh, similar experiences. I'm going to reiterate, you know, something that he said. We we had a similar experience with a product. It probably it wasn't a, a huge deployment, but uh, you know, it didn't work out as expected. And and Fortinet was very gracious about uh, you know taking the product back and you know credit and all that. So so definitely we've had that same experience. But I think. You know, to put that kind of in a nutshell, and, and Joe's been with them for a while too. You know, when we started with Fortinet, and it was over a decade ago, they were a, they were a smaller company. I don't want to say they were a small company, but they were one of the you know smaller players in the space at that time. And they felt they they felt like a small company. You know, I call it the kind of boutique service. You got that boutique service because they were smaller. They have you know become like Joe said, or it was either Joe or Ernie, the 800-pound gorilla you know, in, in this space. So they're a big company now, but they still interact with us with that small, you know, company attitude. They, they've still got that small company culture. Uh, I hope it stays. You know, some of the 
best vendors in the world that we've had in the past were great till they got bought out by somebody. So hopefully uh, Fortinet doesn't get bought out by anybody because I, I like the culture. I like the product. Uh, I like the support. Uh, we're, we're happy. The other thing I'll say is uh, Stuart didn't, uh, or Fortinet didn't solicit our uh, involvement in this webinar. Stuart asked us if we wanted to talk you know, just purely from our perspective, and uh, and that's why we're here. At least for my, for me, it is. Uh, we're not we're not being paid by Fortinet to push their product or to support them or to try to get points with them. I don't think anyone from Fortinet's on this call, to be honest with you. They may be. I don't know. No, no one from Fortinet. Nope. And, and, you know, and good, and good, you know, good point on it. Cause the reason why we do these, you know, and one of the things I teach as part of our marketing strategies is to document versus create. So this is a, you know, a, a glowing example of documenting your guys' journeys through this to produce content for the web to, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it has to bring in net new traffic, which hopefully will net equal net new opportunities for us, which will, you know, net new business. But it's it's a strategy that I'm really pushing into 2019, and this is something that every managed service provider can do. Uh, we have I had a call with the uh, this morning with the Dental Integrators Association, and one of our clients who specializes in dentistry, uh, another high performance club member, and he's starting a program like this where he's going to be interviewing uh, dental software application providers and different people in the dental technology space. Again, to position himself as the, the thought leader and the expert in that space. So this is a, a, a great a great example of you know doing this type of stuff that you can leverage relationships and 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 document other people's journeys. Of course, you know the way I pitched it to all three of these gentlemen is, yeah, we're going to put it on there. It's going to you know give some credibility to you guys. We're going to you know link to your websites. It's going to create some Google juice, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, it's really about documenting people's journeys and stories, and this is what we're doing. Um, Ernie, I'm going to give you the last word uh, today wow. from the from the vendor side. I don't often give you the last word, but today, today I'm going to. <laughs> well, I don't know. What can I say about them? You know, I always find them interesting because they will always say, and and you'll always notice too, they're they're an engineering company first, right? They'll always tell you that. So if you're looking for marketing or help on marketing. They'll go, yeah, yeah, we can help you out. Just remember, we're an engineering company first. So I always find that an interesting uh, an interesting comment. And then, you know, I think the other thing that we always, I think sort of slides by, but, you know, they do have a North American tax. So I think that's really important to, uh, to, uh, to sort of mention here is, you know, the fact that they do have that means, you know, they're not trying to uh, offset it somewhere else because okay? I think that's kind of a, the cheapest way to go. I mean, they believe in their product, so they're 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 investing in here as well. And then, uh, you know, the, the single pane of glass management, which I think, you know, they have for, you know, within all of their products. So, so that's 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 another significant part. And and listen, if you if you don't know anything about that uh, about their security fabric, I mean, that's worth looking into. So. So, so you know, mark that down if you don't know anything about Fortinet Security Fabric, and and have a look at that and see how you can adapt to that or how you could fit that into your to your practice. I'm going to go and Google that right now so I can make sure I can produce some good content about the Fortinet Security Fabric for you three guys. <laughs> um, so, hey guys, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know uh, it's uh, you know. I would be able to do it if we didn't have good relationships with you guys too. Uh, and, uh, and all that good stuff that you guys do for your clients. So, uh, 
thanks again for doing that. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about what uh, Joe, Adam, and Ernie are doing, uh, Joe's website is gdsconnect.com. Adam is uh, discoveryit.com. And Ernie is fuelednetworks.com. And uh, go check out their websites. Uh, you know, And uh, if you have any questions, I'm sure if you reach out to them, they'd be more than happy to help. Um, guys, thanks. If I don't get a chance to talk to you before the holidays, uh, get in here. Have a great uh, Christmas season or whatever you guys celebrate. And uh, 2019 looks like it's going to be an awesome year. So we're looking forward to getting even started with that. Thanks, Stuart. Appreciate it. All and, right, uh, thanks everyone and thanks everyone for joining us and uh check out in the new year we're going to have some more webinars like this uh, we're going to do a panel on ConnectWise uh, and some other some other different uh, solutions that are out there thanks again everyone and we'll talk to you all uh, very soon thank you all right thanks bye